This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Bass Thumbs Fishing Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Your host here, Shane Lamont, tonight got a really fun episode with a guy that not only makes incredible jigs, but also fishes these lakes out here in California, pretty much like no one that I know. He's a he's a hammer on the kayak and off the kayak because he also fishes in the bass boat world as well. So um, basically, no real updates other than just like we're going to be rolling out the ABA kayak series tonight. Tonight is uh, December 9th. It's Thursday night. For those of you that are listening, and we're going to be rolling out the ABA kayak series out here in California. I'm going to be doing a live tonight. Um, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at Bassums Fishing. You guys can stay up to date with all the crazy things that I'm doing next year. I'm, I'm really excited about next year. I'm going to be fishing the ABA series, going to try to go out nationally and fish some of the big bass events, and uh, pretty much going to try to give 2022 with everything I got for the most you know, for as much as I can. And I'm a family man as well. So trying to balance that out, but should be a pretty good year, but enough about me. Let's go ahead and bring in our guests for tonight. Welcome to the show, Taz. Hey, what's up, Shane? Thanks for inviting me. Heck yeah, man. So, uh, I've been kinda... trying to get me on the show for, <laughs> for a while now. And, uh, yeah, yeah. finally have the time. Well, you're, you're a busy man. You All those jigs behind you. And I kind of want to start this episode with uh, just kind of going over your business. And we'll kind of start with that and maybe talk a little bit about who you are as an individual and as an angler. 
But uh, let's go ahead and talk about Tazmua jigs. So you tie all hand tied jigs. Let's just start with that. You know, how how'd you get started with that? You know, what's your business and what what else do you make? And go ahead and just roll it out, man. Yeah, I pretty much started. Oh man, I think it was like 2017, 18. You know, I've been kind of tying it for myself for a while, and uh, kind of got the opportunity to just go pretty much, you know, part time, full time. You know, um, just doing jigs. Uh, it kind of just allows me to to fish these tournaments, and uh, um, one jig that's very popular here is a finesse jig and you know I, I fish all over and i've never seen guys throw finesse jigs like the guys here in fresno and so that's something i wanted to introduce to everybody and of course your traditional football jigs and uh yeah it's just uh just been a pretty successful run <laughs> just doing yeah. jigs uh-huh. Because prior to that, you did have a full-time job, but after talking to you and get to know you a little bit, you're like, man, I can't really take that much time off and fish as much as I need to fish. So you kind of really took that like leap of faith almost and said, hey, I'm going to start my own business and grind it out myself so I can fish a little bit more. And it's, right. been, it's been really successful for you, which is really awesome. So you have finesse jigs, you have football jigs. Is there any other style of head that you do? Um, I do Arky head sometimes, uh, mainly I'll offer like in the spring, summer times. Um, I do spinner baits, uh, buzz baits. I retie chatter baits and stuff like that for whoever requests for like, you know, retire certain patterns. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening, I use, uh, Tasmua jigs. Uh, a lot of the guys out here in California are, uh, are using Taz's jigs. And I think my favorite thing about your jig is, I mean, I think my absolute favorite thing is that I could call you up and say, Hey Taz, I need, you know, this specific color and this mini and this weight. And he's really quick to respond. He, 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 um, he's within the week pretty much, which is really nice. And I know he also carries jigs with them at tournaments and stuff. So it's just really convenient. And I really like the ability to customize my own colors. I have a couple colors where I just say, Hey Taz, I need the, I need the go-to. And he already knows what that is. It's it's uh there's no guessing game. I keep my jigs pretty simple. I have a go-to and then I have like a black and blue green pumpkin and I pretty much keep it pretty simple. But I've caught so many fish on his jigs. Like I that's all I have in my jig box now are Tasmua jigs and I throw a half ounce. Sometimes I go a little bit lighter, but mostly just a half ounce football jig. And what kind of hooks do you use? I know I've asked you that like four hundred times, but that's kind of a an important question, I guess. Uh, they're they're mustad hooks. They're sharp, yeah. uh, heavy duty yeah. on both the football and finesse. Um, you can't go wrong. And is it it's is it rubber skirts or what kind of skirt skirt is it? I I do I both. I do that. rubber, living rubber, and silicone. And silicone. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. And how much do your jigs retail for? Uh, right now they're three fifty, but. I've noticed it's been really, really tough just to get material like skirts. Um, I mean, I've noticed the price has gone up a little bit on everything. Um, and so next year they will be up to four bucks for one. Sweet. And you, you ship anywhere in the U S I ship anywhere, anywhere in the U S so and it's, it's been to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Texas, South Carolina. It, it's been all over. Um, and you don't yeah, only have jigs too, right? You have other, other baits. 
Yeah. So yeah, like like I said, uh, spinner baits, you know, buzz bait, swim jigs, um, you know, um, of course your your finesse jigs and football and three eighth ounce and half ounce. What's your like number one selling color? At oh man, that's tough. Um, that's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, yeah, that people kind of just want a little bit of everything, and then uh, once you know they they figure out what their what color's working for them, then they they'll just hit me back up with that just one specific color. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of got into it a little bit, like in the details of of different crawdad colors so i know that you'd study it a lot so like can you kind of talk a little bit about like the importance of like actually matching the hatch and like what you've seen as far as like crawdad colors go in your specific region and maybe in other regions of the country yeah um everyone they 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 think of crawdads always just your your red orange kind of dark on top black with red flake or something like that but you know, they're once you get up to these uh, highland reservoir, you know, they they're more brownish with the the hint of blue. Um, I mean, the lakes down in San Diego, what we were talking about the other day. I mean, you showed me some picture, and uh, you know, they they're a little bit of that green pumpkin brown with with a little bit of blue, and uh, it it's always important just to match the hatch wherever you're from, and uh, I. It's it's always good just to kind of go out to the lake, you know, maybe walk along the shore if you're not sure what kind of crawdads in the water and flip some rocks around or, you know, sometimes they're, they're out kind of roaming around and, uh, you know, that, that would give you pretty much an idea of what's in that lake and then just go on from there. So fishing a jig, I mean, you tie jigs, you, you literally live jigs. Uh, when you're fishing it, like what's your cadence? What do you feel like, is like the most like consistent cadence that you use when you're fishing a jig for listeners that are, you know, maybe not, maybe they don't have a lot of confidence in a jig because that was one bait, honestly, um, that took me a little bit of time to kind of figure out a cadence that worked for me. And so what is a cadence that you feel like is something that works for you or what, what would you recommend kind of for someone that's starting to throw a jig? Um, so it's, it's all about location too. You know, you want to find yeah, a rock. Yeah. Uh, I tell people just all the time, you know, that's getting to jig fishing to go to your, your main lake points or find like uh, creek channels. Cause in the creek channel, sometimes there's rocks down there and the points you can find rocks too. And uh, start off by just, you know, slowly dragging until you hit rocks, you know, um, once you hit that rock, just let it sit there for a while, uh, start knocking the rock every once in a while, just, give it a hard rip off the bottom, you know, just like a crawdad uh, trying to escape from a bass. And uh, usually I'll get them to, uh, to bite, you know, once I hop it off the bottom and let it fall back down to the bottom. Yeah. Do you ever like, I know it's certain times of year, water temp and all that, but um, do you stroke a jig at all or do you just mostly drag and pop a little bit? Um, I do a little bit of everything. Uh, pretty much just whatever the fish tells me what, how they want it. Yeah. 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 So now let's maybe get into trailers a little bit because we're going to talk about jigs. I mean, it's Taz. You're the jig guy. <laughs> Anyone that needs a jig. And an another thing, too, some of you guys may know this already that are listening, but out here in California, we had probably one of the – it was pretty much like one of the biggest events ever in California. Uh, it was last year in May at the Clear Lake event, Bass Nation event. 
and Alex Cox took, Alex Cox took first place, won like fifteen thousand dollars. And if you read the article after he said, you know, I was just throwing a Tasmua jig. So jigs are money makers. They're 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 you can fish them all year round. And Taz, like you're probably one of the most popular guys out here is when it comes to guys fishing jigs and and wanting to use your jigs. So um my question was is like what is it about a jig that maybe gives you like the ultimate confidence? Like I don't know, like jigs just get bit at any time of the year, right? They do, you know, and it, it's the thing with the jig is it's not always trying to imitate a crawdad, you know. You can imitate a, uh, like a goby, scoping, whatever's in the body of water that you're fishing, uh, bluegill, crappie, you, just, you know, just the, the, I mean, the combination and whatever you're trying to imitate is endless. Um, and so I feel like that's why it works year round. I mean, as long as you match, pretty much match the hatch. Yeah. And what about your, this is kind of where I was going with that. I kind of was going there and then I got sidetracked a little bit in my head. But one of the things I was going to ask you is trailer wise, like what is like, what's your go-to jig trailer? Oh man. Uh, We're busting out all the secrets tonight. Tag. Yeah. So be ready to just drop all your dimes. So you don't have to give everything, but just like, what is your favorite jig trailer? Uh, you can't go wrong with the Yamamoto twin toe, you know, grub, uh, just green pumpkin. No matter what time of year, just it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter what time of year. Yeah, even if you dead stick it, you know it, it's it still works. If you swim it, hop it, stroke it, whatever, it works. It works. Yeah, it's just something about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, it's that rage. I I always get the the specific one mixed up, but it's a rage chunk. I think it's the little rage craw. I guess right. Oh yeah, the small one. I use the rage chunk. That's that's like my confidence bait i also sometimes throw a cowboy on there which is similar to a, a double tail grub in a way right oh yeah that, yeah just a bigger profile bigger profile yeah sometimes i throw that on there especially when i'm flipping it by toolies and want like a slower fall rate i'll throw that cowboy on there and I, I feel like it makes it fall a little bit slower and i don't know i've gotten pretty pretty good bites on that um so now let's transition into uh, like your rods, like your rod selection, like your main setup for a jig. Like what is Taz's go-to um, jig setup? Go from like your rod to your line to your reel. Um, rod, I go with like uh, the Daiwa Tatula, the Elite uh, Seven One, medium heavy with the Daiwa. I believe it's like a Tatula SV, like a seven three gear ratio. And I, depending on the, the body of water I'm fishing, I go anywhere from 12 pound test all the way up to 17. And do you do braid the floral or do you go straight floral? No, I don't do any braided floral. <laughs> Me either, dude. I'm not, I'm I, not a braid to floral guy either. Unless, yeah, I, I unless think it's on my spinning gear, my spinning gear. I mean, even on spinning gear, I feel like uh, there's just too much resistance and it feels, I mean, it just feels weird to me. Really? Yeah. And you have, I use that high viz. I use that high vis braid and I don't know. I I don't know why I just I've always used high vis braid on my spinning stuff. So you don't even use it on your spinning stuff, huh? Yeah. I don't really? use floor at all. Mm -hmm. You don't use braid at all. Uh I do for my top water, you know, your frog top water. Yeah, but you don't use braid at all, like braid to leader. You don't ever do no. that. Really? I had a bad experience, you know, I, I had a good bicep <laughs> that it was a good fish and it just snapped <laughs> after that. I was like, no way, no more. <laughs> no more. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. 
All right. Well, uh, what is the Instagram handle where guys could find your jigs at? What What's your Instagram? Um, it's under TM Jigs. Uh, Facebook, it's under TM Custom Lures. And yeah. uh, just uh, drop a DM or message me on either one, and I'll get back and uh, reply back to whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So go ahead and check out Taz's Jigs. He's got some really good stuff. You can see behind, he's, he's always tying them. And uh, they're good. They're good stuff. So, all right. So now going into uh, your kayak tournaments and your success. And again, I just had Pu Yang on here and he, another guy that's always on top of the leaderboard. And then there's Damien and then there's Taz. Like it's, it's just like a guarantee. Like you're going to probably up there in the leaderboard almost at every event we go to. Uh, Seriously, like me and Alex, when we go up there, we're like, all right, our goal is to beat Damien and Taz and John Myers. And like, <laughs> there's like these names up there and you're one of them because of your consistency, you know, and, uh, and your success out there on the water. I mean, look behind you, you got some plaques behind you on the wall. You got some trophies, you got hardware to show it. Mm-hmm. So Taz, what got you into kayak fishing and talk a little bit about, you know, how you got started a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was actually float tubing a lot, you know, after I sold my boat. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it pretty much got me. Yeah. yeah. It got me off the bank and got me exploring offshore. What and, kind of float tube did you have? Oh, just the cheap. Uh, what is it called? Like the caddis. Uh, the, yeah. The caddis. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> you know? I float tube for like eight years too. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, my good friend, Kevin, he, he float tubes with me too. He, eventually he got into the kayak scene and, uh, um eventually he invited me to go out there and uh and so i think it was back in 2018 um i fished my first you know kayak tournament with him and so what was his name kevin kevin boo okay he got you into it or you got him into it no he got me into it (laughs) okay so kevin we need to have a talk so thanks for bringing (laughs) this hammer into the kayak scene Okay, so your yeah. first tournament in 2018, how'd it go? Yeah, I think it was in 2018. Uh, I forget, okay. but it was one of the Central Valley kayak fishing one on Lake okay. uh, Kuia. And okay. so, so for a lot of you, you beginners, or if you're getting in, you want to get into it, uh, make sure you read all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and so, one of the rules was you have to mark where the board meets the fence. You have to mark a line right there. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Like on yeah, the hog trot, so, you had to put it right underneath. Yep, yep. And yeah, so I, okay. I went and I didn't even know, you know, I, I fished the whole day. I think I had like a limit too. And I came in and, uh, you know, we weren't using tourney uh, X. You just bring yeah. five best fish, bring it up to the tournament director. And, right. you know, he just kind of goes through with somebody else and judges a fish. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I ended up getting DQ'd for that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so, I mean, that kind of just sparked, you know, something, uh, uh, you know, just being out there, being on the water, um, it's it's completely different from being on a boat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's and funny then, how we, like, go from, like, so we start on the shore, and then we go to the float tube, and the float tube's awesome from the shore, like, from going from shore to float tube. And then we go from float tube to kayak, and it's, like, the best ever. We get to stand. We get to go faster. And then you also do bass boats. But I don't want to get into the bass boat thing yet, so – um the kayak the kayak tournament so what kind of kayak do you fish out of um right now i'm fishing out of a 2017 uh, hobie pa14 okay typical california angler 
<laughs> so Hobie PA 14, is it the 180 or the 360? Just the 180. The 180. And is it motorized? Yes. And what uh, kind of running the Torquedo, got? the 1103. Nice. How fast does it go? Um, The GPS on my fish finder is a little off. It's saying I'm going five and a half, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going like six and a half on it. Okay. So most of the day you torpedo to your spot and then most of the day you sit and fish or do you stand? Um, yeah, I'd say about 90% of the time I just sit and fish. Um, I'll stand up, stretch every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So from 2018 on, like you just went on this like like mad tear, like you've been fishing like ever since, like you've been fishing all the major circuits up there and it's just been something yeah. that you've done. Uh, I think 2019, I did the the Central Valley, the CVKF stuff, and then I slowly worked my way up north doing the MKA. And that year, I did one of the Yakabass event, and it was just um, a whole. It was just different, you know. The people that fish the kayak stuff, it's completely different from the boat guys. You know, everybody knows it. The guys that fish any of the boat tournaments. That, that do the kayak stuff, you know, um, it just seems like everybody in the, in the kayak community is just really friendly. You can just go up to anybody and, and greet them. And they're, they're just happy to just talk to you, you know, and hang out. Um, what was like one of the major events where you like won or you did really well in that's kind of like a highlight for your career so far? Oh man. Um, Cause I'm looking through your tourney X stats right now. So I'm, I got it. I got it pulled up now. So you, you've done 90 tournaments. Oh, that was in 2021. Wait, hold on one second. Uh, total tournament. Three thousand seven hundred eighty-nine inches. He averages seven points. Wow. He averages 7.7 inch per fish. You got seven first place finishes two second place or three second place, three third place and 26 top 10. So like guys, when I say that this guy can catch him, he can definitely catch him. Like that's some serious, uh, that's some serious stuff. So for this year, let's just maybe highlight over this year a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm already seeing some first places. So we got 2021. Let's just go to 2021. So um, let's talk a little bit about Don Pedro. You took first place at the wild West uh, bass shell kayak series. Um, at a 70 anglers. So you want to talk about that event a little bit? Was yeah, that a two-day event? That was uh, a one-day event. A one-day event, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so think what was that's... That? What was your pattern that day? How did you catch them? Um, you know, I went went out during practice and I threw the traditional stuff. You know, I, I found an area that had, a, you know, just a bunch of, you know, schooling fish, chasing bait fish all over. And uh, I, I threw the drop shot. I threw the underspin. And for some reason, I, I couldn't get bit. And I think it was uh, right before I left. You know, it was right before I left. I was watching the Bassmaster Classic where Chris Zaldane catches that monster on the flutter spoon. <laughs> and, uh, right when <laughs> he I was also leaving. Lost, he also lost them, too. He did, yeah, and and so yeah, yeah. right when I was leaving the garage, I, I kind of looked back and I was like, I saw the spoon hanging there, and I, I just something told me to just grab it, and so I ended up taking the spoon there, and uh, you know after going through all my baits, uh, I decided to tie on the spoon, and uh, 
it was like, I don't know, first couple casts with it, I, I stuck one and ended up just kind of rotating a couple spots, catching more. And it, it was just kind of like, that was it. Like, um, yeah. And you also, you also have a YouTube channel as well, right? I do. I just started it um, just recently. And did you put that one on YouTube? Or that no, that video? was okay. way before. <laughs> that was way before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you took first place. That, that had to feel pretty awesome to take first place out there. It looked like it took like 86 inches. So it was kind of a tough, tough bite for size. It, it was a pretty tough bite, you know, and uh, I had a pretty good feeling after practice. Um, I pretty much stayed up all night just paying attention to the wind, you know, because wind played a big factor. And mm -hmm. I just kept, you know, peeking out of the car. We were camping. I was sleeping in the car. And I was like, all right, the wind's blowing the direction of where I'm going to be fishing at. These bait fish are going to be stacked in there. The fish are going to be feeding. And uh, sure enough, so you're, I went you're to like a huge, You're a huge believer in like, okay, the wind is blowing on that north bank right there. So the bait fish will be pinned against that bank. Is that something that you really pay attention to a lot? Or just kind oh, of certain yeah. times of the year? Um, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Motor. And I assumed, I was just assuming that that was something to kind of show them the direction the wind was blowing. I could be wrong. Have you seen that before? They put oh, like a little that? tiny, like, they put like a little tiny flag on their trolling motor. Like I saw some of the bass boat guys doing that. And I feel oh. like that was like to show them like the direction the wind. Are you there, Taz? Yeah, sorry. It's, uh, you're kind of okay. lagging. I'm lagging? All right, can you yeah. hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. No, I was just saying, like, have you seen have you seen the bass boat guys? Like, they have that little flag on their trolling motor so they can see the way the wind's blowing? Oh, no, I've never seen that before. Am I having problems? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, hold on one second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Is it good now? Yeah, it's good. Okay. So basically what I was saying was, is like, I guess the wind blowing blank, you know, that's something that you pay attention to, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go into uh, your next event. Cause you kind of went on a little tear there for a second. You took second place at a Yakabass event at Clear Lake, right? Um, yeah, I did. Um, I don't know if you want to go back to all the Yakabass event from the beginning or if you want to just continue <laughs> on from there. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just going to go to this second one. Cause you took second at a 91 at Clear Lake and that was June 19th. So how did that one go? 
Um, that one went uh, pretty well. Um, I kind of wish I had a plan B. You know, I, I went with one area and just stuck it out, grind it out, and uh, I caught them like really good on a jig. Um, really. Ended up just fishing a stretch, maybe like a hundred yard stretch back and forth, and uh, it was next to a, a community hole. And first thing in the morning, there was already, I think, like three boats sitting on that spot. And I was in between those three boats and, you know, just sitting there waiting for lines in. They were just catching it left to right. And finally at lines in, I started fishing for, I don't know, I think I spent like less than 30 minutes there because I was just in the wrong spot. They were pushing me all over. (laughs) Ended up... um, accidentally well it wasn't an accident but you know them being on that spot i kind of just started drifting off and fishing a different area kind of had a feeling they were going to be repositioned due to all that pressure and sure enough they they had moved over to the one side of that area and uh, just kind of went to town with the jig it was uh crazy just throwing a jig and then eventually i switched it over to a chatterbait just the all red chatterbait and i ended up fishing it just like a jig. You know, I, I was crawling it, you know, dead sticking it every once in a while I'll, I'll rip it. And so it's got the vibration and everything and they were just smoking it. That's awesome, dude. And then right after that, like July comes around, you take first again at McClure for Yakabass. <laughs> yeah, that's, Oh man. I, that's one lake that I don't do well on at all. Um, I've always just finished middle of the pack. <laughs> uh, not at all, Taz. You took first, okay? So not at all, but <laughs> up to this, I'm sure, right? Yeah. And so I, I think it was a tournament before that. Um, I kind of screwed up because I didn't go to plan, you know? And so that tournament, I was like, I got to have plan A, plan B, plan C, and just stick with it, you know? And uh, that tournament was another one that uh, the wind played a big factor. Like I knew the wind was going to pick up around noon. And I think lines out was at one thirty or two. And so I was like, I have to be on this spot around noon to capitalize on that, that quality bite and everything kind of just worked out for me. Wow. And then as we come up the list here, you, uh, I'm just going to go to the West coast championship in August at Clear Lake. You took, you took eighth out of 108. So you just had like a, a killer end of the year last year. Do you have a rough idea maybe for the listeners, just, just a rough, rough number, rough idea for your 2021 season. Do you have a rough idea of how, how much like you cash that year last year? I guess. you can call Oh it now. man. Um, I'm thinking anywhere just a little bit North of eight grand. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, sorry, dude. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. (laughs) Did did you say north of uh, 10 or 20 grand? No, no. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anywhere from, I, I think, like eight to nine grand. So can you hear me still? 
Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. I don't know what's going on, dude, but we're just going to kind of power through it, hopefully. So uh, kind of going into uh, – for 2022 can you repeat that again what are you planning on fishing for 2022 kayak wise uh, for 2022 um i think we can say it now uh, i got invited to fish the inaugural uh wild west you know the kayak pro tour series yep. so that that's one of them that i will be focusing on uh I will continue to do the California Bass Nation, the boat stuff as a non-boater. And I'm thinking about doing the MLF Toyota series as a co-angler again. And hopefully squeeze in a few of the ABA, the Ironman stuff. Uh, it, it looks pretty good. Sweet, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a full year next year, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> so now going so let's talk a little bit about your co-angling. Let's talk a little bit about your co-angling on the boater yeah. side. So when did you start doing that? Um, I started back in 2000, I think it was 2018 too. I did one, one tournament uh the coastal flw up at clear lake and man it was a eye-opener for sure um i didn't have a live jacket I, I didn't even know what to expect or what to bring and so i'm not even going to say any names but uh the, the pro i drew day one he fishes out east too and uh, he kind of just flew back to fish that event and he was he didn't have pretty much anything on his boat except for his his stuff that he was going to use that day and, and so I ended up having to like ask someone for their life jacket and, <laughs> and then stuff like that. And so that one, uh, after fishing that one, I was just kind of like hooked, you know, I was like, Oh man, I, I gotta try to at least do a, a full season next year. And so I did the, the coastal FOW again, 2019. Um, and then I, I think it was yeah it was 2019 i think i finished like 11th angler of the year points i ended up going to kentucky lake and that was uh definitely uh, an awesome experience you know just having you getting to fish a different body of water being on a, a different just hello <laughs> Yeah, I can I can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so ended up going out there and I think I finished like middle of the pack. Uh you know, the the next year after that I fished um I think I got the years wrong, but I, I ended up fishing three years for the coastal FOW. And then I did the California Bass Nation um last year and uh ended up finishing no, it was the last year it was 2019 yeah i got my year screwed up i'm sorry <laughs> no it's all good yeah so 2019 I, I ended up joining my brother to fish the california bass nation and uh ended up 
qualifying as a non-voter for California after the regionals. And I went out to Lake Pickwick and, uh, you know, just long story short, I ended up in uh, second place. Um, yeah, finishing second, second there. At Pickwick, what, what were you, what were you doing at Pickwick? What were you throwing? Uh, at Pickwick, uh, oh man, like you don't see it on TV, but there's so much current. It doesn't matter which part of the lake you're at. There's just current like ripping through there. And, um, and so, so current I, are key. yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and so day one, I think I only ended up catching one, one spotted bass that weighed in about three something. And then day two, um, I drew a guy and he kind of went up towards the dam and we were fishing some like fast, fast water, a lot of current. And uh, we just happened to drift over this like little magical stretch. And uh, I ended up throwing <laughs> like a half ounce uh, jig head with like a 3.8 Kitek. And uh, the way you drift down is uh, the back end pretty much has first shot at everything. And so I kind of just kept throwing that that Kitek. And right when we got to that spot, um, it was just like lights out. I ended up catching, I think, three from that spot. And then uh, we shot across uh, the river and started fishing like a little flat and uh, something just told me to throw a top water. And I, I threw a top water probably over like a foot of water and uh, ended up catching a pretty good largemouth and uh, wow. finished off the day in, on that same spot again. Cause the guy was like, dude, you, you're, you got a good limit. Like, where do you want to go? Like he was nice enough to just ask me, where do I want to finish off the day? <laughs> and so wow. I was like, Hey, let's go back to that spot in the morning. And, and sure enough, they were still there. And I wow. ended up throwing, I think, once or twice during, and uh, my boater caught one there too. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you took second place there. Yeah, I took second. Place. And how much did you win for that? Uh, seventy-five hundred dollars. Wow, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I bet you that felt pretty good. <laughs> it did. You know, <laughs> after day one, I was kind of just like, because my family actually drove out there. You know, my mom, my brother, my sister—they drove out there. Wow. Uh, me and my family, we flew there, and so. I was kind of like, dang, like you guys drove all their hair and I only caught one fish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you end up taking second. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, I ended up taking second. Mm -hmm. And then this past year, didn't you you could totally correct me if I'm wrong, but did you did you did you uh were you AOI this year? Uh this year, yeah, for the California Bass Nation. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did pretty good this year and uh ended up getting angler of the year for uh, the California Bass Nation as a non-boater. Wow. Was there any prize involved with that too, or what was their prize? Um, the AOI, no, it's just, you know, yeah, I think you get a plaque. That's about it. Oh, okay. And then, of course, you the top 10 boater and non-boater, they qualify for the regional, which is coming up in February on Lake Havasu. Wow. And then from there, where do you go if you win that, or if you do well there? And so from there, um, if you are the highest finisher for boater and non-boater for your state, then you go to championship. Wow. And then what do you win there? What's the ultimate prize? 
the for the voters and non-voters, a lot of people don't understand that the non-voters, we actually get a shot to to make it to the classic too. You know, as long as your weight is as much as the top ten voters, they will give you a boat to fish day three. Really? Yeah. Wow. So the classic, you mean the championship for the Bass Nation? Yeah, so so through the Bass Nation, you can qualify to fish the Bassmaster Classic. Really? A good friend of mine, Matty Wong, he ended up winning that, yeah. and so. Oh, okay. But he was a boater, right? He's a boater, yeah. So he was a boater. So there was a non-boater that qualified too? Um, Not from California, but I think there was one year where uh, a non-boater actually – ended up winning the the championship yeah okay so so the one that maddie won won he he was a boater mm-hmm. was there also a non-boater that that won two that goes to the classic or no uh, i don't think so okay okay so the non-boater can beat the boater is that what you're saying yeah so if because oh. it's, it's yeah so the regular season it, it's three fish but once you make it to the championship then you, you know, as a non-boater, you, you have your five fish limit. And if your five fish limit weighs more uh, than for two days, yeah, for, for two, two days. days. Yep. And then the third day they'll give you your own boat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then you fish against the top 10, your own boat. Yep. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Crazy. So what is cost wise to fish the California Bass Nation on the boat, on the, on your side, a non-boater, what's, what's the entry fee? What is your cost with that? Is it is it a lot or is it is it manageable? It it's uh it's manageable. It's uh I believe it's a hundred fifty five dollar all in um per event. It's pretty yeah per event. Uh, it's two day tournament. Um, and how many and, do they have out here? Um, I think there's five five events. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, okay, so you go you go from top the top ten out of those five events, right? They go to the regional in Havasu? Yep. And then the top 10 from the regional in Havasu go to the championship? Uh, no, only only one from the boater side and one from the non-boater for the state. From, from the regional? From the regional. Oh. And so if you're the top finisher as a boater from California, you get to go. And if you're the top finisher for the non-boater, you get to go to the championship. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, what, Maddie just went through it, dude, and he made it all the way. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's insane! It's, I need it's to not have him on the show. Probably, I need to have him on here to hear hear about it because he's he seems like an awesome dude. I've just talked to him on Instagram and stuff. But for those of you that are listening, Maddie Wong, if you guys look up on Bassmasters to give you guys a little bit, he's just a local a local boater guy out here, and I guess he fished the nations, did really well, went to the regionals. I guess he won it, and then he went to the championship, and now he's fishing in the elites and qualified for the classic right yep that's insane i know one day you see you see his instagram as just like maddie wong and then the next day it's like elite bassmaster pro and <laughs> classic qualified and all this stuff and it's just like wow just like that man it can happen. follow your dreams man it can happen it can definitely happen um so next year you're fishing the kayak pro tour you're fishing maybe some of the aba stuff fishing the local stuff is there a national event that you have your eyes on? Are you trying to fish any kayak national events? Maybe one? Um, probably not. 
un- unless, you know, I-, I usually plan my year depending on how well I do in the beginning of the year. You know, let's say if I get lucky and I win one event and I can kind of put that money aside yeah. for a national event, then yeah, I'll do it. But if not, you know, I'm just going to stick with the local stuff. For sure. Mm-hmm. So for 2021, what's your first event that you're going to? What's your, what's your season opener for, what's the season opener for Taz? For next year, 2022. 2022, sorry, yeah, 2022. Um, it's gonna be the California Bass Nation. Is uh, the Havasu one? Oh, uh, no, no, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be in February. It, it's pretty tight, so it's gonna be literally that one, and then I think we go to go to Havasu right after that. I, I haven't even checked out any of the kayak events. See when they start. I think there's yeah. the one at Shasta. Yeah, the, the California early, Bass Nation. Yeah. 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 I think that's like early in February too. So still kind of debating if I want to go up there. I've never been up to Shasta. So um throughout your years, I, I haven't I didn't look back on Tourney X, but did you ever go to the KBF national championship or did you ever go um towards the east a little bit and fish one of those big events or not yet? No. No, I didn't go. Yeah. All right. We need to get you out there, man. Especially if you're going to Pickwick and taking second. We gotta get you out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I that's definitely the the plan one day to just go out there and uh, kind of compete against those guys too on their body of water of course <laughs> yeah yeah well taz i think we're gonna kind of try to wrap it up right real quick and uh i really appreciate you coming on the show is there anyone that you want to thank right now any any uh supporters sponsors anything um yeah just pretty much my wife man she's she supported me just throughout the year uh you know holding it down at home uh taking care of the kids while i'm away um and all, all my sponsors uh p line sims ballsy bait uh wu tungsten spare point hooks uh kai tech you know without those guys it, it'd be pretty expensive you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well that's awesome man hey from from the quality of your jigs to the quality human being that you are, um, it's really it's an honor to know you. Can't wait to fish against you next year. Hopefully, you come down for maybe one ABA so we can be on the water a little bit more together. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I hope you rip your thumbs up next year. And uh, for those of you listening, this is pretty much going to wrap up our show. Uh, if you guys you want to follow Taz, make sure you go check out his Instagram, TM Custom Lures. You know, just just go ahead and support him. He's a He does quality stuff. So, Taz, thank you uh, for the listeners. As always, keep your thumbs ripped. Thanks for having me, Shane. Yep.